Here we go, college football payoff podcast, week nine. What episode is it? I think 28. 28. I'm Dan. That's Big Country. Big Country here. Yep. And we are back with more picks for you. Last week, what did we have? We had, I went one and two. Big Country was two and one, so three and three is a pod. Um, Podcast record is at 31 and 20. And I believe you're on what sixteen and three. Sixteen and three. Sixteen and three. Big run for Easy. Him. Easy. Light work. <laughs> uh, quick recap of last week for me: the one win was Ohio State minus twenty-one. That was never in doubt. Uh, the two losses were pretty bad losses. After I put these on the pod, I kind of thought to myself, "Those are a little too big." I don't know why I did it, but Oklahoma. Kept it, cl- I mean, Kansas kept it close. That was kind of telling. Yeah. That Oklahoma's not as good as what they thought they were. And then Cincinnati against Navy. I didn't think that that was going to be that close. I mean, you can fall into trap traps against teams that run the ball every play. I mean, if, you, if you're not scoring on your possessions and they're just running the clock out, it's... That's you know, true. I but don't I, really... Th- I, I, I hope that doesn't affect Cincy too long, or long-term for the uh, college football playoff because... I kind of think it will, yeah. but, I mean, I thought they were going to come out with more fire. But, yeah, so one and two last week. What were your games? All right, I had Northwestern Michigan under. That hit pretty easily. I had the Illinois and Penn State under. That still hit even with nine overtimes, which, by the way, I think that's just a dumbass yeah, I didn't new like that. format. And I, that's pretty bad that it took nine overtimes and they – couldn't like, score more than a few. I just think that's one of the dumbest things in college football now. I absolutely hate it. Not big enough to start a movement to reverse it, so I guess I'll just shut up and take it. Um, and then we got oh, I, my one loss is NC State, which I preached last week on the pod. I don't know why this line is like this. And, you know, sucker bet, sucker results. So two and yeah. one last week. And you found out. All right, and then this week we both said it today, the – Board looks pretty tough. I really tough. Yeah, I could not get a good read, but I did find two, possibly three, um, and I think you had two, correct? Yeah, I got two here. That I, I you know, I, I really like one, and then the other is just a situational play. Yep. So, so we'll get into these quick pod and hopefully uh, get back to that perfect record. But let me start because I might have three, so I'll start it off, and I'm going to go with. The Georgia versus Florida game, this is 3.30 in Florida, well, in Jacksonville, so it's not a home game, but it is in Florida. Um, And Georgia is 14-point favorites. I am going to be going with Georgia in this game. Reason why, Georgia's defense is ungodly. I mean, they are so good, and... Last week when I was watching the Buckeye game, they kept bringing it up. I can't remember if it was the telecast or halftime report or whatever, but they kept saying, imagine this Buckeye offense against the Georgia defense because that's what everyone's comparing it to. Even, Ohio shit, even, even the Georgia offense versus the Buckeye right. defense now is, is right. not a terrible matchup. And I think this this that may be the – national championship matchup that we're going to see because if Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship, they might be the top four team in the country still, but I still think with two losses, they should be left out. I do too. So 
Yeah, we'll get back to that. And, and if Alabama's left, if Alabama makes it to the playoffs, I'm going to say that it's going to be a Georgia-Alabama national championship probably. If Alabama's left out of the four, I think Ohio State can sneak in there. I definitely think right now they beat Oklahoma if yeah. they were to play it tomorrow. So. Without a doubt. But with this game, what we're looking at is that Georgia defense, and basically no one's going to run up against them. So it all comes down to Georgia offense versus Florida defense, and I think it's just it's it's Georgia's defense is going to shut down the offense so much to a point that Florida's not going to really have a will. They're going to feel like they have to do too much on offense and kind of take chances on defense, and I think that's where it kind of comes into play. But I do think Georgia is the best team in the country. They're number one. They've played the best ball. Um, granted, their quarterback play is kind of iffy at times. Yeah, and you never know who's going to actually be starting for them. Right, but with this game, I think turnover battle, and when you talk turnover battle, you know, Georgia – that defense is just – I can't say too many good things about them. Um, it's going to be – it is a rivalry game, so, you know, intense. Wouldn't be a surprise if something happens pregame that they all get caught up on. But Georgia's run defense is just that good. It's going to continue to keep them going. And I do have some trends that I wanted to bring up. Where are they? Ay, ay, ay. All right, so Kirby Smart, Georgia's coach, three to, three and one record head to head against Dan Mullen, uh, eleven and five record against the spread in neutral start neutral site games, and then that is it. Damn, I can't find the other one. Anyway, but what I'm getting at, Georgia's really good against the spread this year. They're dominant and. Florida, I think they're just too inconsistent. A Rob's playing that the second string quarterback. So for for Florida for Florida. So I easy money then. I don't. He's probably better than the top guy, but yeah, but you, you know, you, it's just a hard game to handicap when you don't have a lot of film on him. Well, Georgia, I support you though. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it. I don't want to get into too much uh, analysis because I feel like less is more especially it has been the past few weeks for me. So I'm going to stick with Georgia minus 14 against Florida. Okay. I got only two picks this week, even though I'm on the 16-3 and three run. You know, I'm focused on the run. I want to yeah. go 18-3. and three. Okay. So my two picks plus super hard board. First pick, um, we're going to go Minnesota minus 7.5. And, and they're traveling to Northwestern, playing at 3.30 on Saturday this week. Minnesota's a team that lost to Bowling Green this year. But since then, they've put up three straight wins against all Big Ten opponents. They're 3-1 and one in the conference with their only loss being to Ohio State. Um, I really like this team this week for, for a few reasons. One, Tanner Morgan bounced back from that uh, Bowling Green loss uh, for, uh, like a month ago. So I was worried that we were going to get the rest – that type of Tanner Morgan the rest of the season after that loss, but he's proven to me that he's come back from that. Also, Northwestern's just really straight up not a good team. Uh, we are, th- this will be their eighth game of the season, and Ryan Holinsky, their starting quarterback, only has 759 passing yards. Uh, they are not too hot on um, 
through the air and have relied a lot on the rushing game with Evan Hall. He has rushed for 643 yards and five touchdowns on 101 carries, so he is leading the charge there. But if we look at the other side of the ball, Minnesota has only allowed 85.7 yards rushing per game. They also have one of the biggest offensive lines in the whole uh, country, and Northwestern's defense has given up 218.3 yards on the ground per game this year. I think Minnesota is going to run it down their throat. I think uh, Northwestern, you know, they weren't supposed to have that great of a season this year anyways. I have their win total at under 6.5. So, I, you know, I got to back up what I expected uh, earlier this season. I think Minnesota bullies Northwestern in the trenches, and I think they can cover this 7.5-point spread. Nice. Very quick, very easy. Roll into my next pick. Kentucky against Mississippi State, 7 o'clock at Mississippi State, and the line is Kentucky minus one, over-under set at 47.5. And And with this one, I'm going to go with Kentucky minus one. I was looking at the total. I really want to say under for this game, but 47 just, I don't, that's a scary number for me. I'm not sure why, but, um, Kentucky has one of the best defenses in the con- in their conference. I mean, they they do. They're passing. Let me see. Wildcats passing defense, 196 yards through the air, and Mississippi State is running gun, so they like to throw. So they're going up against a really good passing defense. I think Kentucky can hold them and force Mississippi State to run the ball, which is not what they're strong at. Um. But Kentucky is one of the hottest teams. They've won six of seven straight up, and they're allowing less than 20 points a game. Uh, We do know Mississippi State likes to throw the ball. They like to score points, which is kind of why it scares me to mess with the total here. Um, But this game is going to be – See, I keep thinking about the total, though, because I feel like this game's going to be a lot of – it's not going to be big plays over the top. Mm-hmm. It's going to be almost like an NFL-style game. You know, a lot of third yeah. downs, a lot of trench fights and stuff like that. But I think Kentucky is just – they're just too good. And Mississippi State, yeah, they're at home, but just one point, I still think Kentucky somehow gets a win here. They're feeling really well. Um yeah, they had to play Georgia a couple weeks ago, but they only lost that thirty to thirteen against one of the best against the best defense. Um, yeah, the Kentucky secondary doesn't they don't allow the big plays. That's the main thing here. You're going up against a passing team. Kentucky does pretty well against the pass, and also Kentucky can run the ball. So I think Kentucky. Feeling good, seeing that they might have a little bit of a shot for the SEC. Uh, one point is basically a pick em to me. I'm taking Kentucky minus one. Okay, I like it. Uh, for my final pick for week nine of college football, damn, week nine already. Mm-hmm. Um, man, easy pick, but I got to go with uh, Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Multiple reasons. Uh, this is a typical handicap of one team trending upwards, the other team trending uh, directly downwards. I think Penn State is not going to react too well after two straight losses. 
man, you lose to Iowa, then you go out and just put a really all-around unimpressive performance up against Illinois, even with the nine overtimes at home you lost to an, an, an Illinois team that can't run the ball. And I know Sean Clifford was at 75% last mm-hmm. week, really not that great. But, man, he got beat up again, and I don't really see him excelling the way he <laughs> did earlier this season, um, at least while he's injured. Uh, now, Penn State's defense is pretty damn good, You know, only allowing 324 yards per game. Um, those are really good numbers when we're talking from a national perspective. But in conference, there's a lot more that has, that has to go down. These teams are f- really familiar with each other. Ohio, the game is at night in Columbus. I think that's worth a couple points there. Um, Ohio State wearing all red, complete. What's it? Scarlet out. Scarlet out. All the fans are going to be in red. Yeah, so scarlet out, right off of just a completely demoralizing loss for Penn State. On top of that, uh, you heard the press conference this week. Idiot. Wasn't didn't he say like we have Illinois on Saturday? So they brought up the USC coaching to James Franklin. Yeah, and. He said he's not. He's focused on Illinois this week at the Big House, which is Michigan Stadium. So he named the wrong opponent and the wrong location. and the wrong location. Yeah, man. And I don't you know, know, some people are some people think, oh, he's trying to get in Ohio State's head, saying like, oh, they think that we're not a quality opponent. But I just think he's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's I a just, smart person at all. Oh, I just think he's unfocused. I think that USC job probably is his. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, definitely with them going like 0-6 last year and now two straight losses this year with, you know, no hopes of winning the conference anymore. I really see them probably being checked out. He, I don't know if he lost the locker room yet, but I think he's well on the it's way. Close. Um, plus, you know, we're dealing with a torn and tattered Sean Clifford. Penn State's defense, like I said, is really good, but, you know, how good are they going to be against one of the top? You know, they played Auburn is probably their best opponent offensively. You know, Iowa's terrible offense. Illinois, terrible offense. They lost to both of those teams. Indiana, bad offense. Villanova, almost lost to them, bad offense. Um, man, I just think Stroud is going to light it up. And if he doesn't light it up, we've got Henderson to run the ball. So I'm thinking they're going to come out quick. They're going to start quick. And then I also don't think Ryan Day is going to take his foot off the gas. He knows what an Ohio State-Penn State matchup does recruiting-wise. And if he can make – a the world so much harder on the next coach that's going to come into Penn State recruiting wise. You know, barring James Franklin does go to USC. I think he does it. They haven't scored. Uh, let the let least they have scored Ohio State's offense in the last four games is fifty two points. Is their lowest game. Mm-hmm. I think if they get up around there, they win this. They uh, cover the spread. So I'll take Ohio State minus eighteen and a half. Yeah, Stroud's looking good. Travion Henderson is. Oh, my God. He's the best running back I've seen. Heisman winner, 2022. And then talking about Ryan Day not taking his foot off the gas. During that game last week uh, against Indiana, I noticed Ohio State kept throwing the ball, kept scoring points. I'm like, that's not like him. But someone brought up a point that they think Ryan Day is a secret grudge holder. Because last year... He sure looks like it. (laughs) So last year, Indiana said something about, oh, the Buckeyes don't deserve to be in the Big Ten Championship. So... Ryan Day went out last week and made a statement. Yeah. I think James Franklin might have given Ryan Day a little bulletin board material this week with this, with his stupid comments. Yeah. 
and you know that plays into Ryan Day really wanting to put up a show. So. And and additionally, they have one loss to Oregon. Mm-hmm. So if they want they to, to if win. they want they they have to win convincingly, yeah. and and they have to potentially beat out a, a potentially undefeated Cincinnati team at the end of the year. So and with the way that the conference looks, I think you win convincingly. Yeah, it shows you have that, to if you want to get in. Yep. So I yeah I I just say for all all the trends in in my eyes are are looking towards that Ohio State minus eighteen and a half. Beauty. All right, my last game. I think yeah I'm gonna do this because I'm also gonna put this on the money line. Is Iowa at Wisconsin noon kickoff in Wisconsin? I don't think the weather's. I don't think it's gonna be raining. It might be a little cold, but. You got Iowa's defense that, you know, you you said their offense isn't anything great. Well, Wisconsin's offense turns the ball over. The total right now is set at 37, 36 and a half, 37. Mm -hmm. I really want to play the under, but Wisconsin is actually favored by three and a half. And I think Iowa wins this game. So I'm going to take Iowa plus the points and the money line. Uh, The reason being, Wisconsin turns the ball over so much on offense. And, you know, that that costs them the Penn State game, the Michigan game, and the Notre Dame game. If Iowa can just get a touchdown here or there, I think Iowa can shut them out potentially. Mm-hmm. All right? And Iowa's rested, and they're pretty pissed off about what happened with Purdue, you know, sitting at the number two team in the country. Purdue comes in. Basically well, it, took them away. And, and really, Ohio State's opponent now from the Big Ten East is either is going to be Iowa, right? If they went out, mm-hmm. so they still they still have something to play. No, they for. still have something to play yeah, for. So for they sure. still have a conference championship at least in sight. Mm-hmm. And man, if we're going to consider Ohio State still going to the national championship, um, we might as well just or to the college football playoff. We might as well give Iowa a chance, especially if they can come out and beat Ohio State in that Big Ten championship. Yeah, you have so, to. Yeah. But Graham Mertz, quarterback for Wisconsin, just he's a turnover machine. And Iowa, I mean, Wisconsin is number one against the run in the nation, but Iowa's defense is just so good. And it's always like that. The only, I mean, let's see. Takeaway, they have 16 takeaways in six games. Um, their defense rank is, you know, 12th in the nation. Yeah, they're first in turnovers and third in points points allowed. Yeah. Wisconsin does have a good defense, but, and it's like you can have a average defense against Iowa's offense, but yeah. I don't think Wisconsin should be favored anything because they turn the ball over. They're one of the most, the most prone to turning the ball over going against the best turnover defense. I think Iowa could get three or four turnovers in this game, shut them out, and just win the game as covering the points. So I'm taking Iowa plus three and a half and the money line on this. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I like it, I guess. I, I don't even know what to think of this game. This total, lowest total I've probably ever seen. This I is really wanted to go with the total. under. I really wanted the yeah. under, but it's Maybe just... the first half unders in... in uh, in light, but we'll we'll see. I I haven't made a decision in such a tough week that yeah, it's I'm a very very tough picks. week. So, all right. So, what were your two picks? 
Minnesota minus seven and a half, and Ohio State minus eighteen and a half. There we go. And then I got Georgia minus fourteen, Kentucky minus one, and then Iowa plus three and a half and money line. And that'll do it. I mean, a very very quick episode, but that's what happens when you get these tough weeks. Yeah, you got to pick and choose, and hopefully, I, I feel confident that we pick the ones that are uh, that are going to show up for us. So. That's it. Uh, let them know what the socials are. Man, we, we changed the name on uh, Twitter. Oh. We are CFP underscore pod now. Wow. Thought okay. That was, thought that was a little better. I, I like that. Names. So look for CFP underscore, underscore pod. pod. Yep. Beautiful. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at Big Country Bets. Are we switching your Twitter user handle now? Still yet to be turned or. Er, Still to be determined, still but still for now bad. we'll stick with account bets. But next okay. week probably have something different for you. Yeah. Um, find us wherever you get your podcast. Share with your friends. We are hot. We're winning. What's our podcast record right now? Hold that up. Hang on, it's up here somewhere. We are thirty-one and twenty. Yeah. I mean, thirty-one and twenty. Eleven games over over five hundred. Quick gatekeeping the podcast. Don't you want to see your? If you're not bookie and your friends you should be wanting them to win too and you should be sharing this with them yep that simple so like comment subscribe share wherever you get podcasts um yeah that's all we got you got anything else no man let's let's survive this week nine let's go into week 10 survive in advance i like it all right that's big country i am dan we will see you next week